1: Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Looking for Love. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Today, we're going to be talking about our favorite sexy movie scenes, and I'm here with Mark Phelan.
0: And uh, if anybody knows a sexy movie, that's me.
1: <laughs> oh, wait a minute. There was yes. a movie scene, I remember. Sea for... of Love. Am yes. I correct?
0: Yeah. Forget Ellen Barkin and Al Pacino.
1: <laughs> yes. There was
0: a scene that I can only describe as... Unbelievably
1: erotic. If I remember your we could definitely see your bum. And I think were you masturbating yourself? Excuse
0: me. <laughs> I can't believe you use that kind of language.
1: I think he was. Uh, well,
0: since you brought it up.
1: If you want to see Mark's, Mark's rear end, and I think is it at the beginning of the movie?
0: Kind of at the beginning, the I basically was in an erotic embrace uh-huh. with a postopedic pillow. Yeah. And I was masturbating in, himself. And it was
1: not. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Hold on.
0: When people think of Sea of Love, they think of Ellen Bark and this hot erotic stuff. Oh, you were in that? Yes. And you had a Nutzi? Yes, I did. Oh (laughs) my God, what was it like with Ellen? I don't know. She was in Bolivia when I shot the scene. (laughs) I was on the set solo. Wardrobe? Not necessary.
1: (laughs) Now, I I remember your big white butt being like in center screen.
0: (laughs) I like a big white butt. You can't deny. Anyway, the whole bottom line was this was a very integral part to the scene. But the whole idea was I was being forced to reenact by the killer what the guy thought I just did with his wife, who was Uh Barkin. Yes. So I was alone in bed with a gun pointed at me. And basically said, do what you did to her. And I was working it and working it and working it all by myself. And eventually died.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I, I wish I could say I remembered it. I, all I remember is seeing your big white butt. I don't remember if I found it erotic or not. We'll have well, to let the listeners judge some, for themselves. That's
0: some scary stuff. Oh, I do? Okay. Addendum to that. Yes. My 20-year class reunion. Uh-huh. I was awarded Best Bare Butt in a Major Motion Picture.
1: Fabulous. Very
0: true. The one and only time Makes that award has ever been given wide. out by a Catholic high school, by the way. <laughs> no. I had no idea this was coming up, and oh, I was called You must up.
1: have been so pleased. I and was, mother must oh, have been absolutely Here's thrilled. the
0: beauty of that. The little monthly newsletter from the school, I had still had siblings going there. My mother, who's just wonderful, pure as the driven snow, calls me and says, I just looked at the latest copy of this newsletter. And apparently it says, Mark Phelan, with in quotes, has the best bare butt in a major motion picture. (laughs) Like I sat up there and bragged about it in front of everyone. And I had to calm her down and say, no, this was a weird, stupid award I was given. Yes, Yes. But that kind of launched the career. And to everyone's delight, no one has seen that big white butt on screen again. I've been killed, <laughs>
1: no, killed a dozen
0: different ways, but never that way yeah. again.
1: There you have it. Although I will say Steve Love is not on our list of sexy movie scenes, but we'll just put that out Although there. it could
0: be, because it was just pretty Just because high. we
1: can. You know what? Judge for yourselves. There is no bad, good, right, or wrong way to be aroused. We all have our own... We'll say idiosyncratic Hmm. turn-ons. What's
0: turn-on for someone is a turn off for someone else.
1: Exactly. And that's why we're talking about these movies. And, you know, some of these movies maybe you've never seen. Some of them are, are older. I'm going to say they're all older. I don't think there's any current movie we have on our list. Here's why. At least this is my idea. I don't even know if I'm right about this. But I do think that current movies oftentimes leave little to the imagination.
0: They are working too hard.
1: You know, they're just, they're very explicit. There was a movie, a friend, I was told him I was going to be doing this show and he said, oh, you need to see Love. There's this movie called Love, never heard about it. It's on Netflix. It's got really bad reviews and I started watching it and I actually couldn't watch the whole thing, but I will tell you that it's, I would classify it as not a great movie, but like really good porn. I mean, it absolutely, he's like, the sex isn't gratuitous. I'm like, well, the sex isn't gratuitous in porn either, right? And that's what it is. And so it was this movie, and it's, it's kind of sexy, but it's very artistic. The sex scenes, they're long, they're slow, they're beautifully shot, actually. It's almost like watching a painting, and it can be sexy and erotic, but we're talking about things that are just a little more mainstream a little more subtle, mm-hmm. I think. And, and I think the older movies did it well. Yeah, Whatever. I
0: mean, the, uh, the classic word you said is it leaves little to the imagination. That's the beauty of sex and arousal. The imagination plays a key part. If it's all right there in front of you, you might as well watch porn and say, okay, there's all the parts. Okay, that's, he's doing this. Okay, done.
1: Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with porn, but I think it can lose some of the eroticism. But you
0: know, it's not real. Too.
1: Well, it's kind of like in real life. You know, your partner walks into the bedroom naked, certainly nothing wrong with the naked body, especially if it's a beautiful naked body, especially if it's someone that you care about. So you can certainly get turned on and aroused by that body. It can be a wonderful thing. But there's something extra special. We once did a show a long time ago, how to peel a banana. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that show, um, but there is something really sexy that people, by the way, tend to lose after they've been in a relationship for a while. About the Boy the pay. unveiling, exactly. You know, the slow taking off the clothes, Take taking off your, your own time, or taking off each other's. It's it's sexy. Or you see a woman wearing a, we'll just say a a sexy outfit, but not necessarily showing everything. Mm-hmm. It just, it gives some more room for your imagination. And I find that to be more erotic. But again, that's just me. We all have our own, you know, our own sexual cues, our own turn-ons and different things that arouse us. And there's
0: different moods. There's sometimes you're in the mood for boom, that's the way Quickie came from. It's just like, oh, fear, passion, done, gone.
1: Right. And sometimes you might want to watch, you know, a blowjob and sometimes you might want to watch a sexy scene. I mean, one movie, which we sort of briefly talked about, and it's been such a long time since I've seen it, but I did think about it because I just remember thinking, oh, my God, that is so just so seductive was Age of Innocence with Michelle Pfeiffer. uh, Daniel Mm Day-Lewis, I think he was the, the guy in there. I don't even remember what the movie was about. But there was a scene where they're in, I think it might have been a horse-drawn carriage, but they're in the carriage. And, you know, already there's some tension, right? There is some sexual tension. It's clear that there's something there, but they've never actually been together sexually. And just the slow seduction of it was she's got, they both have gloves on, I believe. There's something about the gloves and just you feel that tension. And then finally they actually touch hands. And I just remember feeling, Oh my God. And then I believe he like pulls off her glove and kisses her hand. And there's something just so erotic and seductive and there's no sex at all, Mm -hmm. but it's Again, it's that tension, it's that sexual energy that you feel when there's actually nothing sexual. I,
0: speaking of which, I think the king of all films, queen of all films, that had virtually no skin showing was Ghost.
1: Ghost, yes, definitely the on our, our on our scene, list.
0: Yeah. I mean I think Patrick Crazy has a shirt on. It's but classic. the bottom line is the music, the mood that was set was so it was classic foreplay.
1: Well, and it's such and Sensuality. Exactly. And right? then
0: they didn't do what they would do modern. That was nineteen ninety. What they have done now, that same scene, they would have cut away from that eroticism. They would have started and boom, they would have been naked going after it. We didn't even see the love making scene after right. that because we let the mind do the all the work.
1: And and the way that they had both of their hands touching, with all of that wet, wet mm-hmm. being the key word. Clay, and and again, you know, when you think about really good sex, is when we can really just connect and expand our sensual experience. Mm-hmm. So, using all of our senses, and in this one, you've got music, so you've got sound, you've got you've got the the touch. You, you know, just the lighting.
0: This. Everything was done to ma- maximize. Yeah. The erotic ability of that scene.
1: It is classic. No sex at all. Mm-hmm. Now, a different, we're going to go down a different road, which is kind of an obvious, I think it's on most people's, oh, this was a sexy mainstream movie, nine and a half weeks. Right? I mean, Kim, Basing, Kim Basinger, Kim Basinger, how do you say her name? Basinger. Kim Basinger. First of all, she was gorgeous.
0: Back then. And
1: oh, and who was the guy?
0: Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. 15 he, surgeries prior.
1: He was. Then...
0: Very good looking guy.
1: He was at his prime. He's not
0: even dying or anything. He was a good looking guy. For some reason, he decided like the mold of the clay from Ghost he decided to do his face that way
1: yeah it's a shame an an interesting actor but that movie was classic I I don't think there was ever a movie done like that and a couple of of key factors in Nine and a Half Weeks I mean there's the scene that everybody spoofs and makes fun of but also was kind of hot with the food and Mm -hmm. the way that they're you know he's feeding her and they're using food again in a very sensual way so they're just really experiencing that not only was it sensual but it was also very playful.
0: Did you ever see Tom Jones?
1: Oh yes, of course. Tom
0: Jones, Albert Finney. Th- that's
1: he, we could do a whole show on food. They and sex
0: ripped off <laughs> nine and a half weeks. Ripped off the scene with Tom Jones. Right. It was all lighthearted. This big body looking prostitute that Tom Jones starts eating, and they're just eating this decadent food but the way they were doing it and they were getting into it more and more it was
1: fabulous you
0: couldn't help but go from laughing to like going oh my god i know so yeah that's one thing yeah. nine and a half weeks completely ripped that scene off
1: but completely different yeah i mean you know definitely different but both of them absolutely but worth it, goes, it
0: goes down to the sensual pleasures guess what's happened in sensual pleasures is the taste buds the mouth well, all yeah. the eroticism of that I mean, food is is great foreplay. Mm -hmm.
1: Another great food movie that's sexy is Babette's Feast. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. (laughs) You get full. Again, I'm telling you, a whole show we could do just on on sex and food movies. But there is something, again, that can be. And by the way, this is something you can incorporate into your own relationship and your own sex life is food, how you eat. And it really is about that mindful eating Mm -hmm. and tasting every bite and feeling the texture in your mouth.
0: Just to jump to that part of talking about diners, the classic Meg Ryan scene when Harry (laughs) met Sally, the... The fake orgasm.
1: Right. Not very sexy, but cute. No,
0: but the idea that for that two seconds, you're watching this woman. Oh my God, she's (laughs) feeling that. Right. And then I'll have what she's having. All those great moments that came after that, but that split second, that looked real.
1: Well, okay, let's talk That's about fun. that. Yeah, maybe. But I think that was a, a perfectly wonderful fake orgasm. And I think most of the orgasms we see in movies, you know, they're kind of fake. And ultimately, you know, who's to say, you know, we all have orgasms in different ways and, and at different times. So one woman can have a really loud orgasm and a big orgasm, Mm -hmm. explosive orgasm one day. And then the next day it could be very small, but powerful. Mm -hmm. So they're different and we have different ways of expressing them. But uh, one movie that I think is the best orgasm of all, and I actually used to show this in my human sexuality course at Whittier college was coming home where Jane Fonda is having sex with John Voight, uh, who is, I believe, is he a, a quadriplegic? Paraplegic. Para. He's a paraplegic. Um, they're in bed, and it is, I think, a very sexy scene. There's some good communication going on, and he's going down on her. And that orgasm, it's either real or a very good acted one. And that's what I think orgasms, generally speaking, well, that's can look kind of
0: like. the, the back of mind of every guy. Is this real? Are you faking it? Are you it, never know. You embellish it or not? Because you don't know. You want to have the power to make yeah. someone have that unbelievable screaming sound, but at the same time, it's like
1: we should have an orgasm show because men fake orgasms too. Uh, but yeah, it can be problematic if you're one wonder- if you're in your head wondering mm-hmm. if your partner is actually yeah. having a, a real orgasm or a fake orgasm, and if you're on the other side of it, feeling like oh, I just want this to be over, which right. is, which in fact is why most people fake it. It's sure. like I'm done, and mm-hmm. I'm either he or she won't know that we're done or we can't be done until I have an orgasm so then they fake it uh, which is problematic on a whole lot of levels but we don't want to talk about that now because we're we're talking about movies but it is something to say Mm -hmm. so coming home that sex scene for me it's one of my it's one of my favorites it's just just incredibly sexy and also shows that hey you know whatever quote unquote, disabilities, we have our challenges, physical challenges we have, which we can, will, and not can, but will at some point in our lives have in one way or the other. Oh, one thing I just want to finish that we didn't finish about nine and a half weeks. So you've got that sensuality piece, but is also very much about an erotic power play, right? He is this successful, dominant man. And she plays this submissive, in their sex life, I don't think she does generally speaking, um, but when they are sexual together, this very submissive woman. And, you know, I think we all have, if you get really honest with yourselves... Everybody has sexual fantasies or has had sexual fantasies. I think a lot of people might feel some shame around them and they might repress them or don't allow themselves to really feel them and experience those fantasies. But fantasies are very healthy and there's nothing wrong with a good fantasy. If you think about fantasies, I'm going to say every fantasy in some form or another has some kind of power play theme which is very erotic. So whether it's the teacher and the student, the teacher's the one in charge, right? She he, she or he is going to give the grade, the A, if you do what they say they're going to do. You know, it, there's usually just something there. They're getting something for something. They're, they're using their power in some way or submitting to some other kind of power. And Nine and a Half Weeks does that well. Obviously, another movie that does that well is Secretary. Mark hasn't seen Secretary. We're not going to talk that much about it, but it's sort of the obvious one for people who are into, you know, that kind Kind of thing, uh, it's very much about spanking and dominance. Well, and I like submission. the
0: sequel The Dental Assistant.
1: <laughs> well, I think there is actually a movie with Steve Martin about some kind of dental, not, not sexy. So, <laughs> okay, another movie that I love, and you know, the theme is a little bizarre, but it's unfaithful. I mean, you've got, first of all, beautiful people in that. Richard That's, a, that's an
0: important thing is from a guy's point of view. If you're going to think of movies being sexy, you've got to find the leads attractive. For example, Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction. Sorry, not attractive to me. So didn't, I didn't buy into the passion
1: of it. Yeah, I don't know. For me, that's not that important. Um, I think somebody can be incredibly sexy about their demeanor, about their personality. There can be qualities that make somebody really sexy, men or women, mm-hmm. and not necessarily what we might you know, generally classify as beautiful or handsome. But in this particular movie,
0: oh, stunning!
1: Diane Lane, what, what's his name? Oliver Martinez. Yeah, oh,
0: gorgeous guy. Gorgeous woman. Gorgeous.
1: And Richard Gere. Yep. I was like, Diane Lane, man, I, who would turn down that role? I mean, mm-hmm. she gets to have sex with both of them. And I, I don't know. It looks like real sex. It sounds but it's, like
0: an episode of The Bachelor.
1: <laughs> um, it is very sexy. The sex scenes are sexy. But what I find sexiest about that movie is her state of arousal. She is in that state of arousal, and all of us can relate to this when we're in a new relationship. Lost city. Oh my God, we're just in that state of almost like unbearable ecstasy, for a very long, extended you're basking period in the glow for a week. You're not hungry. She's by
0: herself on a train, reliving it, yes. getting just as turned on. That's not only a sign of a great actress, but the director letting those moments happen. Th-
1: that Fantastic. scene, that scene, I think goes down one of the top yeah. sexiest scenes of all. When she is, there's some flashbacks, so you get to mm-hmm. see some of the sex that they're having. But the better part of that is the look on her face when she is thinking about that. And again, it's. Just just, it's like sexual ecstasy. She exactly. is in that state and she's in that state for a lot, you know, a lot of the movies. It's kind of
0: like my scene in, in Sea of Love. <laughs> there you go. First, yeah. I, first thing I thought. It's
1: exactly. Yeah, me too. So that's what I love about that. And again, we can all think about those times in our life that we have experienced that with such fond memories, you know, and if you haven't experienced that in your life, well, that is something to seek out because, you know, it does require like love, right? Mm-hmm. To be in that state of sexual ecstasy, um, an open-mindedness, a surrender to be able to open up your body, your mind, your heart in such a way, but you feel so alive. I mean, it's really just one of the most incredible feelings, the best drug anybody can of ever course. have.
0: And the reason we bring this up is because not only are, is this a point of commonality, but a lot of people, part of the dating ritual and getting to know someone is go and see a movie. So you're going to share this experience now, you now. How weird is it, or plus or minus, you see a movie like this on a first date, now I'm sitting there at dinner afterwards going, oh. I'm still breathing. i just thinking about Diane Lane <laughs> was just and fantastic. And then watching them
1: eat their spaghetti.
0: And then, you, you're, so, how how was your day? It's like, oh, I'm like a panting dog. Because you start, you, you're still basking in the glow of what you've seen. With those
1: mirror neurons going. It's a
0: visceral yeah. experience. You sight and sound, music, dark room, the whole thing. Now you're sitting down. And I wonder how many dates either jump right from dinner, right, going home. Or the guy gets a little too risky and gets a good slap in the face because he's going from point A to point Z. That quick.
1: But, you know, there is another side of it. And and I have felt this, and I I say this with a little little embarrassment, no shame, but a little embarrassment. Uh, There was a movie um, recently, The Sea, I think it was, with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. By the Sea. By the Sea. Is that what it was? I really enjoyed it. It didn't get great reviews. I thought it was wonderful. And, you know, it's sexy. She's beautiful. He's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And when when I see movies with such beauty in it, I do wonder how my partner is seeing me. And I feel a little insecure. You know, it's like looking at that beautiful face and beautiful body, and then I think... Oh, <laughs> right. when he looks at me, I feel a little less than, and obviously I need to check that. That's my own work. But right. I, I think that some people may feel that way. I know a lot of women and men feel that way when their partner watches porn, feeling like, well, oh, are you comparing me to that yeah,
0: person? Yeah, that's and that's a whole different topic. We could go down that road. But I always tell uh, acting students, what you're seeing on, on film is a finished product. Rehearse, choreography, lighting. direction, lighting, huge, makeup, huge. Yeah. You've got a fantastic soundtrack welling in the background. You've got this crashing waves or whatever. You can't compete with that sitting there in your own bedroom. It's <laughs>
1: true. So, Mark, what about you? What, what's the top movie on your list for sexy movie scenes?
0: The Big Easy with... I
1: haven't seen that. It's again, think. it's Ellen
0: Barkin. I hold her dear my heart. Yes, you like her. Uh And Dennis Quaid, uh, set in New Orleans, the hot, steamy side of the old, funky New Orleans. And they get into it hot and heavy. Now, it's very erotic scenes, very well done. I saw that on a first date with a girl that I had those intentions with. And I felt kind of, hmm, kind of, uh, boy, this is going to be interesting <laughs> Play well, it's out.
1: sort of like having the seduction done for you
0: in a way, absolutely. But then again, I started going. Dennis Quaid has got like an eight pack.
1: <laughs> See, we you all know, feel I some mean, insecurity. Yeah, it can work
0: the same way. <laughs> right. Same Brad Pitt. You yeah. go, okay, okay, Mister. M- on his way to his handsome lesson, he stopped <laughs> off at the gym. <laughs> okay, great, wonderful. You have a nutritionist, personal trainer. Hey, you got all that stuff going on, plus gigantic genetics. So yeah, no, it, it <laughs> oh, okay. was it
1: genetics you were going to say. I wasn't sure where you were going with that.
0: <laughs> That's true too. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. So it's
0: it's all relative, but the, the my my whole point is the idea that it's a shared thing, especially on a beginning dating. Now you've everyone has their own experiences and relationships, but here's one we shared together. At this moment in time, yeah. we saw this together. How did you act? How did you act? Now I'll turn it on you. What happens if I'm the guy going, Oh, that was so erotic, she was so hot, and you just did not like it. You didn't find it attractive, you didn't find her attractive, you didn't like the movie. How do you respond?
1: I think with curiosity. Mm -hmm. Again, there's no right or wrong way to be aroused, and it's not uncommon for people to have different things that turn them on or excite Mm -hmm. them. So that's, you know, that's sexual behaviors as well as, you know, things that they look at visually. And the mistake a lot of couples make is that when somebody doesn't, or their partner isn't interested in what they're interested in, or isn't turned on by the things they're turned on, they think that they're incompatible. And that's not necessarily true. So I would say, have a great conversation. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect way to have a conversation. Really, what was it about it that turned you off? What would turn you on? And so find some things out and you might be surprised that they're not as different from you as you think. Yeah. So, you know, no no judgment, right? It's just be be interested and learn some things about the other person because you don't have to have the exact same turn-ons. And again, maybe there's something there that you have no idea. Maybe Dennis Quaid reminded her of her uncle you know, who was not so kind to her. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of reasons and the truth is it's not usually a place of our judgment about them, but usually a place of shame about us. Mm-hmm. In that moment we feel like, oh, they might be judging us or there's something wrong with us and so we just want to be aware of that and be mindful of it so it doesn't it doesn't suck us in we don't get stuck in that place and we can grow from it and learn from it
0: and it's a great tool for communication it's it's almost like food if i've never had say for instance uh chinese food and you made phenomenal chinese be open-minded right okay now i'll taste it see what it's like Maybe I'll, this will be something that will be put on the menu as far as where every time we go out. But or maybe there's only one
1: part of it you like and another part exactly. you won't and we can figure out how to expand upon the part that you do like.
0: And if you up to love it and I don't, it's just yeah. not the end of the world.
1: Exactly. You can
0: work around it.
1: There will be other things that you both can find that you like. Uh, another movie, this is a little bit of an old one. It was made before I was born um, called Some Like It Hot. But it's a movie I have seen many times and I love this movie.
0: Now you, you brought this up and I thought this is kind of an old-day movie but then we
1: i showed you Lori showed me
0: a clip of the seduction scene of tony Uh, curtis and marilyn monroe and you gotta go wow that was really breaking some barriers back then
1: oh my god well in a couple of ways so so the scene i showed him you've got um tony curtis saying that he's impotent (laughs) and then you've got marilyn monroe trying to cure him which is so hot and she's like just on top of him making out with him and she was Beautiful.
0: is the and, year before JFK. And
1: his, his his glasses are getting all steamy mm. and he's like, No, this is doing nothing for me. So then she's trying even harder. Um there is an erotic theme there for mm-hmm. sure. You know, just like, oh well, now, was he we playing, want what we don't have. Was right? he
0: playing I forgot the whole movie. Was he playing that he was impotent? Or he really just a No, her no, at he bang? was
1: saying he was impotent. So to, she
0: wouldn't go after him.
1: No, so she would seduce him.
0: Oh, oh. the other flip side. Yeah. Oh, it's like,
1: oh I can't. You know, you don't have to worry about me because I'm impotent and I can't. You know, I can't oh. do anything, anyways. And then, you know, her desire to cure him and, and make it better.
0: See that? See, guys, now that can work. The it old can. ED talk, you know, and <laughs> oh, it happens, to everybody. Sometimes you can flip that around and say, well, you know, never yeah, worked before. Yeah, but we before, always but want to look, be
1: honest and authentic. That's that's but what one. I also love is when they would flip to the scene with Jack Lemmon, who is in drag, uh, dancing with his... Because in the movie, there's a lot of drag. Tony Curtis is in drag, too. Yeah, a lot and if of the you've movies. never
0: seen this movie, it is just one of the best all-around Hollywood films ever oh, done.
1: It is hilarious. It's sexy. I love it. But when they when they go to the scene of Jack Lemon dancing with his male partner his rich very wealthy male partner who he is trying to say what is he doing he's trying to pretend that he's a woman and he's in drag the thing that's so interesting is you can tell that he is loving it like he is totally into being that woman and dancing with this guy which at that time also you know pretty risque and pretty brave to be doing that at that moment and it's just a beautiful film really it's
0: Hollywood royalty I.L. Diamond, who was one of the best writers ever, and Billy Wilder, who was one Billy of the Wilder. best directors right. ever. Right, right. It's just one of those great movies. a Wonderful date movie. If you want to rent something, Netflix it. You sit on the couch watching that with a bottle of wine. Not yeah. only is it hysterically funny, which is a great way of communicating to relax yourself, but like I said, the scene with Marilyn Monroe, you think... That's the reason she had the reputation she did. It's just this, she couldn't help herself. She was just seductress.
1: She's very sexy. No question about it. And before we end, I do want to mention one more movie that wouldn't be considered a sexy movie, but one of my favorite movies, which is Cinema Paradiso or Cinema Paradiso. And what I love about that movie, it's a very much of a relationship between the man, the film projector guy, and the little boy. But what's so beautiful about it in the sexual sense, we're talking about sex scenes after all, is that this is in Italy, and this is a long time ago, and they would show these films at this old movie theater, but the priest... Would make sure that they would censor out all of the, the all of the bad, naughty scenes, which would mean a kiss. Mm. And so the little boy with that just adorable face and that big smile, he'd be hiding, you know, in the background watching the film being shown. And then every time there would be a kissing scene, the priest would ring a bell, you know, just you know, with with a lot of a lot of like anger and, and, and disgust. And then the um, oh, what's his name? The film projector. Um, I can't think of his name. It'll come to me. Anyways, he would cut out that scene, so then when the public would see it in the theater, there'd be no love scenes, no Mm -hmm. kissing scenes. And every time that bell would ring and somebody would kiss, that little boy would just, his face would light up and he would just laugh with glee. And then at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, you need to see it, uh, but at the end of the movie, when he is old, uh, the little boy is now an older man, and the projector guy is no longer with us he left the little boy just a, a film clip. of all of the clips of the kissing and you see that man watching all of these little clips of all of the scenes that were being cut out of that film and oh it makes me cry just thinking about yeah. it it's so beautiful well, that's
0: the key thing is you know we're talking about sex and movies but it's the emotional impact we have yes and you walk out cinema to paradisia is one of the really crossed all formats, as far as foreign film, date film, you got to see chick flick, whatever, you could go see that movie. And I challenge anyone to walk out of there without just a smile on your face. It's a
1: beautiful film, but don't Ah. see the new version, the director's cut, see the original. It's just incredible. Um, And that, that just makes me happy. And it it just talks about the innocence Mm -hmm. of movies then where a kiss would be considered, you know, taboo and, and also makes it more exciting in Mm -hmm. some ways. Brings
0: us back to the original idea, leaving it to your imagination. When Clark Gable sweeps Vivian Lee up and takes her oh, up the stairs. Yes. He didn't cut any hot, <laughs> hardcore pounding away.
1: More power you, stuff.
0: You just knew exactly what was going to happen. And oh, every person yeah. was like, oh, Clark Gable, my God, look at him.
1: And then he actually, he said something, I can't remember the exact line, but it was clear that he was going to make love to her, and he was going to be a man.
0: Oh, everyone point you you could have your Ashley Wilkes kiss me? <laughs> kiss me by someone who knows how.
1: <laughs> there you go. Very good. Yeah. The list goes on and on. We could talk for days about mm-hmm. sexy movie scenes. I do want to hear yours. Yes. So send us your ideas. We'll talk about them in a future show. Sure. It's always a fun discussion. And so our action plan for this week is to think about what turns you on. So, you know, it could be from a film. It could be just what you know. What are your turn-ons? What are things that arouse you? What are your fantasies? And think about that. No shame, no judgment. There is no wrong, right? It's not hurting anybody. And have a conversation. If you're in a relationship with your partner about it, and if you're not in a relationship, you know, just embrace and relish in those fantasies, in those thoughts, because those sexual feelings, whatever they are that ignites them for us, are a great way for us to feel alive, alone or in a relationship. That's your action step for this week. There it is. Yeah. So, so much fun talking with you about this topic, Mark. Again, we will talk about these things more, but next week, we're going to be talking about love and technology. Is it good for our lives and our relationships, or is it bad? I'm gonna tell you right now, it's both. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about that in detail and what can we do about it to take advantage of the good parts and be wary and cautious and make some changes on the things that are negatively impacting us because technology is. It's wonderful, but we have to be discerning. We have to be thoughtful, you know, as we experiment and use these things or have these things in our life. So we'll be talking about that next week. I want to thank you all for listening. You can write me at lori at drlauriebuckley.com. You can listen to all of the shows shows if you miss them on iTunes and please subscribe to us and we will look forward to seeing you or talking to you next week.
0: We'll see you at the movies.
1: Bye everyone.